Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly with Lindley Fu. Now, the job market ended on a high note in 2022 with a record 231,700 more workers employed in the course of the year. Now, that's according to the latest statistics from the Ministry of Manpower. But some analysts are expecting the labour market to experience headwinds in the first half of the year. So what does the year ahead hold for the employment market and what kind of support can we expect in the upcoming budget? We're joined now by Patrick Tay, Assistant Secretary General, NTUC and Co-Chairperson, NTUC SNEF PME Task Force. Good morning, Patrick. Yeah, good morning, Lindy and Rachel. Good to have you with us. Now, the latest stats by the Ministry of Manpower indicate that the job market ended on a high in 2022. Unemployment slid to 2.1% from 2.7% the year before. Now, given the current macroeconomic environment, what are your thoughts on the numbers? Yes, I think we had a very positive year in 2022. I mean, compared to 2021, we are in a much better position. Overall, as you can see, even in the advance uh, report that uh, the labour market remains tight, I, I'm glad we have managed to get our unemployment levels, both not just for the overall unemployment, but also our you know, local citizenry as well as the resident unemployment back to levels we see prior to COVID-19. So I think overall, I think 2022 was a positive year for the labour market. That said, though, um, most of the hires that we saw were in construction, um, as we saw projects pick up post-pandemic. More local workers were hired, though at a slower pace in comparison to 2021. So the question is, uh, what can we expect in the year ahead? I'll give you an example. I just saw this RHB report that was sent out, I think, after the, the MOM numbers came out. They're expecting unemployment to increase, I mean, marginally to 2.4% in the first half of the year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we started to see signs of weakening uh, mm. late last year with the tech layoffs. And of course, uh, sectors uh, such as manufacturing, in particular electronics, I think it's because of a sort of like a shrinkage of global demand mm. and a weakening of global demand, as well as various exacting challenges. I think uh, that has uh, permeated and, and therefore you can see in the Q4 uh, layoff numbers, it has inched up a bit. And I think this trend will continue at least for the first half of this year. So I think uh, particularly sectors such as uh, not just the tech sector, but uh, sectors such as manufacturing, in particular electronics, uh, is, is facing some headwinds uh, in, in, in the sense of uh, uh, higher inflation globally. And therefore, global numbers in terms of demand has dropped. And therefore, we would expect to see uh, this particular sector facing some layoffs. But uh, I think on the whole, I think other sectors are doing very well and good, recovering with opening of travel lanes and, of course, uh, now China opening up. I think uh, other sectors, are we do see very, very positive bright spots. So on the whole, if I may say, uh, at least for the first half of the year, well, the retrenchment numbers might inch up a bit and continue to stay at, at those uh, levels that we see in mm-hmm. Q4. But I think, uh, in general, uh, the, the employment or labour market will remain tight. When you say other sectors, any sectors in particular that you'd like to highlight? Yes, as said, um, with travel lanes opening up and probably mm. China opening up as well, 
aviation, hospitality, mm-hmm. I think construction remains strong because we are okay. doing a lot of catch-up and a lot of developments. And, and then of course, healthcare and, and, and many other That's sectors right. that, that are, you know, uh, require people. Even in tech sector, although we do see layoffs in the tech sector, uh, including some of the announcements uh, even this morning, but I think in general, there's a strong demand for tech talents in Singapore and I, I see many opportunities outside of those sectors that are affected. But having said that, a lot of talk about global recession this year, how real is it for Singapore employers? Any signs of how they are preparing for it? Mm. I think there are a few things that are remaining high this year, particularly inflation, and I'm particularly concerned about cost of living in Singapore as well. I think uh, high inflation in the various parts of the world, including Singapore, has, has caused prices to go up in many other uh, products and services which consumers uh, consume. Uh, but I think uh, what, one, one key thing uh, we need to possibly watch out for is uh, what's happening globally, the geopolitics, and right. what's happening in different parts of the world, because uh, that has impact uh, on Singapore. So I think I can only predict for the first half of the year what we're looking at, and I hope really there'll be a bright sparks and positive signs to the latter half of 2023. We're speaking with Patrick Tay, Assistant Secretary General, NTUC, and Co-Chairperson, NTUC SNEF PME Task Force. Just on the back of that, you mentioned cost pressures. There are plenty among wages as well. So do you see the talent crunch being more pronounced? And on the back of that, do you think there's a need to perhaps recalibrate or calibrate foreign manpower policies? I think uh, what, what we have seen in the last 18 months, uh, some of the, uh, what we call the great resignation, great uh, reshuffle, mm. uh, I think uh, things are stabilizing uh, based on the, the, the figures that are released by MOM uh, late last year, as well as what we're seeing on the ground. Okay. I think various, I think things are stabilizing. So, but of course, there are other things that we are, particularly in the labor movement, you no know, lobbying and, and driving together with our tripartite partners, for example, progressive wage model and many other yes. areas. So certain parts, particularly those who are more lower wage, there will be a you know a strong drive to help uplift their wages, their jobs, their careers, uh, their skills, and therefore this may result in uh, uh, well employers having uh, to to take note and, and uh, that they pay more and pay higher wages, particularly to this segment of workers. There's a really interesting article in the Straits Times this morning as well by Vikram Khan, and he speaks about the rocky road to raising low-end pay scales. Hmm. Yeah. Now, um, we recently heard about the Singapore, the possibility of introducing unemployment support early uh, for this budget. With that in mind, what can we expect on the manpower front this budget? Yes, uh, I... I co-chair the PME task force, mm. the NGC staff PME task force. And one of our recommendations, because having engaged many professionals, managers, executives, particularly the matured ones, and that was during the COVID period, many were like very concerned about and a uh, lot of fear and anxieties over whether the jobs will be there, how disruption will affect them, and, and whether when they lose their jobs, how can they be supported in re-entering the workforce and get, getting re-employed? I think that's the main challenge. And Coming from that focus groups and all the surveys that we've done in, and in the report itself, uh, one key thing that came out was whether we can provide some form of unemployment support uh, to them in the, in, in the short term, in the interim, before they land a job. Because they may take a longer time to, to land to a, or, or re-enter into the workforce. So I think that's one recommendation. And we also, in the recommendations, stated specifically that it should be you know bundled up with active labour market policies, meaning 
it's not just welfare, but support for them and, and, and to encourage them to really actively participate in interviews, career coaching sessions, employability camps, and really try to re-enter the workforce and get rehired. I hope to see that featured soon, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not sure whether it will, it will happen in this budget, but I'm sure there are a lot of measures in terms of the manpower front to help in the continuing education and training as well as the upskilling and upgrading journey. And it's interesting though, for those that may have been retrenched, I've spoken to a number of people who have entered the gig economy as a result, but still more could be done there, do you think, when it comes to levelling the playing field for gig workers? Uh, yes, I think you talk about gig workers or mm. sometimes they're called contingent workers, contract for service, independent contractors or self-employed. Uh, different nomenclatures, but all mean the same thing. They are in this contract for service arrangements, which means, but then there's, there's actually a wide spectrum with them. As we know, uh, about almost about 10% of our workforce uh, belong to these own account workers or gig workers. And uh, that, that count, this is about 200,000 of them. I think there are different spectrums. So I think at the tripartite level and, and even in the labor board, we are particularly concerned about the more vulnerable ones. I think uh, we hope uh, these more vulnerable ones, for example, like uh, those doing the food delivery or even private hire uh, mm-hmm. driving and all other ancillary services. I think these are the ones we hope we can we, to see uh, more support for them uh, in terms of retirement adequacy, covering That's them right. while they get work injured at work or even you know get medical issues. So I think uh, there's a, a, a advisory committee looking at this, and, mm-hmm. and I hope to hear more. I know well. uh, NTUC is uh, working really hard to help our workers, but for those laid off or planning mid-career switches, how is NTUC supporting them? Because there's, there's another group that you mentioned, um, and that's the 40s to 60s, and I fall into this group, and they're finding it difficult to, I mean, a number of friends that I've spoken to find jobs after they've been retrenched, right? Because you're not a fresh grad, so you're not um, you know, reasonable when it comes to your salary or, you know, a lower kind of salary when you're entering the market. But when you're in your 40s to your 60s, yeah. you command a different type of salary, experience that comes with it. And often um, it can be challenging to to find a new role. Yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely correct. I think it's challenging. Also taking some skills future causes and taking some of these skills future mm. causes exams. It's not easy. Uh, but I think very, very important, I think uh, everyone plays a part. I, as I said, the tripartite partners play a part. Uh, I think the labour movement as well is, you know, is providing lots of support. So to support companies, even before workers get laid off, we try to, you know, through our company paying committees, encourage reskilling, upskilling, multi-skilling. At the same time, for those who, are, who, who may have been out of job because of the recent layoffs, my encouragement to them is, you know, stay open. I mean, the, the good thing is that uh, there's a lot of support um, from the labour movement as well as uh, from the Tropolite partners in various programmes from professional conversions uh, to moving to new sectors and industries. And different industries, different sectors have different programmes to encourage them to segue back or re-enter uh, back into the workforce. I think sometimes individually or personally, we need to keep an open mind. Not easy. Uh, I know many face challenges, uh, but, uh, well, it's good to give it a shot, give it a try. And uh, there are various programs. I mean, even prior to COVID, we had career support program. Now we have the uh, job growth incentive and various incentives, which we hope will carry on uh, come budget 2023 to support and encourage employers to hire for employees to take on uh, some of these uh, openings. At the same time, uh, for us uh, in the labour movement to support them in that journey uh, to segue into these uh, growing jobs. 
And on that positive note, thank you very much, Patrick, for joining us this morning. Patrick Tay, Assistant Secretary General, NTUC and Co-Chairperson, NTUC SNEF, PME Task Force. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.